Fighting might be easier outside of the cage, which means it's uh, time for verbal tap. It is not necessarily more lucrative, and it certainly is not, than playing at a high level in the most sunny, beautiful market in the planet, which we have just learned. And this is a big moment for me. LeBron James, I'm your host, Kevin. Verbal tap. Four years, $154 million to the Los Angeles Lakers. Raph, controversial opinions previously. How do you feel about LeBron James today? What are you talking about controversial? The only thing controversial about LeBron James is my undying love for him. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. I, first of all, awesome. I love how quickly Raph was like, oh, that's a good guy. No, we're good. I mean, I, your post, you, you Facebooked that obviously he can win your best friendship forever with a championship, but he certainly has your attention in a positive way. Yeah. Um, here's what I'll say. Some of you might have some weird things where you remember me saying, <laughs> I don't like LeBron all that much. I don't really care about him. Don't, well, that's all true. It's because, fuzzy, though, isn't it? Like, it feels so fuzzy in the, in the past. I don't... Yeah, and here's the thing, guys. You should get your hearing checked because... <laughs> I have been consistent on the show as saying, man, that LeBron guy, he shouldn't shut up. He should say what he thinks. He should also continue to do great things for the children's and also basketball. Mm -hmm. Those have been my exact words on LeBron. So let me let me go ahead and say this, guys. OK, welcome to the family. <laughs> Long time L.A. Since the glory years, had so many titles, Rafa Sparza, L.A. native fan and enthusiast. Yes, I've grown up with many different incarnations. Still hates the Chargers. Me. Fuck the Chargers. I Go don't on. hate the Chargers. We all hate the Chargers. We, I mean, they're in a weird tailspin right now, so I can't really give you too much on this. I can tell you guys what I know, and what I know is this. I have always subscribed to this belief. I have always promoted California. I love California sports teams, and sometimes people say you have to choose between Lakers and the Clippers, and I say, no, I don't. It's whoever brings me home a championship. Now, some people might call that a fair-weather fan. I love the city, and I love the people who play sports in the city, so I don't really believe in borders. I'm just saying, okay, to make it a little more current, I guess. But here's the aspect of LeBron that I do recognize. I think he is a phenomenal basketball player. That's never really been in contention. I am overburdened with the amount of LeBron versus MJ talks that we always have to go through. I think that's a dumb media narrative by a sports-hungry 24-hour cycle sports cycle that we have to just say, well, let's discuss it because there's nothing else going on. So that part bugs me. The other thing that kind of has bugged me in the past about LeBron is we have to refer to him as King James LeBron. No, we don't. The motherfucker has on his social media King James, and I don't need that in my life. I think that's stupid. So, yeah, you play basketball, dude. Dope. But now you play basketball on the right side of the world. So here's what I put down. I said – I will enjoy you. You have my attention now. You have my respect here. You're not bad, obviously. But when you bring me home a championship, then I'll love you. That's my perspective. That's all. I don't think it's that that rude or crazy or controversial. It's just bring me home a championship and daddy will love you. 
2018 in the NBA is crazy. 2019 is going to be even crazier free agency wise because the cap is going up, which doesn't mean anything except teams can play payers more money. So there's going to be more demand. Here's what's interesting. Four years, 154 million. First of all, holy fucking ass. That's a lot of money. Second, Raph, this is kind of amazing. He's the best player in the world now in the best market in the world. Los Angeles, go F yourself. No one wants to play in New York under Mr. McRacist Dolan. Like, the guy's got a history, and that history ain't great. He might sell the team, which would be the best thing that has ever happened to it. He's a terrible owner, and he does not understand business or basketball. His dad gave him his money. That's what happens. Here's the world we live in. L.A. is the best market outside of Boston, which he wasn't going to go to. Not happening. They're not trading away 15 of their wings and assets. L.A. is amazing, Graf. I'm so excited. I wish I could be more pissed off for you. I'm just excited. I'm ready to see him in the yellows, the whites. The uniforms are just going to be unbelievable. He is going to rock that purple. The Lakers are back. Their odds just got boosted in Vegas. That's how important this guy is. And it's definitely more fun. So look out. This is good stuff. Again, dope. Super excited. Always have loved LeBron. I think oh, you can find oh, any clip on the show. Long we'll history of Raph just loving LeBron James and what he does for the people around him. There is one episode of this show <laughs> entitled LeBron like, in it. Yeah, I was like, there's at least five, but there's definitely one that has the title. There's one that you put LeBron in the title, and I was not super happy about that, but I allowed it. And I said, you know what? All right, fine. Then that's what the show was. Because I got to tell you guys, much like the whole – LeBron versus MJ discussion, there was literally nothing in the MMA world that was happening, so we talked about that. But the reason we talked about this, Kevin, is because we are excited he's here. It's going to bring a whole bunch of new fucking life to the Lakers, who I've mentioned, you know, not so great. And we we bounce with that, because you know what the nice part is? When you've won... You've also got to learn how to lose really badly when you're not great. And we've done a little bit of that. So uh, it's going to be very exciting to see what happens. So congratulations to him. $154 million would essentially buy uh, one year's worth of television rights from the UFC. So <laughs> he could have just done it himself. Uh, Raph, I know LeBron James would agree with me. Yeah. We're all frustrated with the crowd of low-quality Bad tasting, artificially flavored, <laughs> blue for no fucking reason, nutritional products, excuse me, loaded with a long list of questionable ingredients. We don't need that. We don't need the jittery stimulants. We don't need the environmentally irresponsible. What we need is a better path forward. Total body health that drives us. A team of people caring for our nutrition. ProvenNutrition.com. Raph asked the question, how much proven nutrition is too much? How much core is too much? Their staple drink. The answer is it's never too much. All you can do is feel better, longer, and roll longer. Raph was able to sustain like 54 pre-birthday rounds so he could buffet it. That's the proven nutrition method. Proven nutrition. Go ahead. I found something here today, Kev, which was, you know, I've been drinking the, they give you like a little scoop. Mm-hmm. There's like the one in the bag where you can scoop uh, it out and make little, like a large. The tiny little one size. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't know that there were the packets. See, I didn't thoroughly investigate 
my care package from one proven nutrition. What? So when I got the tiny little ones, I was you like, didn't what know are you about doing? The single serves? No. So I literally have been living off that. Oh, and I had to to email Richie and I said, yo, dog, it's getting real dire. I'm starting to get real low on it. And uh, he laughed his ass off. He saw me put together a video that I did today while training. I 100%. We drink the product. We are believers. We love it. But everybody who saw me train today after wrestling saw me open a new water bottle with uh, the little mini packets. And they go, what's that? I was like, oh, it's proven nutrition core. And when I take a drink from it, uh, I put myself on video. And the joke I said was, I go, uh, this is proven nutrition core. And the reason I drink it is because I don't have one. So I'm hoping that by drinking it, I can get a core for myself. A core will now, I can't prove that that's um, scientifically possible, Sounds but right. go, go, go. Delicious. Go, go, go. Provennutrition.com, Kevin 10, RAF 10. You get a little, you get a little kickback. Get, get a little, little hey, thanks yeah. for keeping the pirate ship afloat. Absolutely. RAF, sometimes mm. you're trying to exercise, you're trying to do jujitsu. And you can feel your underwear cottoning around, getting loose, because someone does that thing where they grab their your pants in the top, because they're like, "You're about to pass. Can't can't have that. Need this extra grip." Choose to go to NorthSouthJujitsu.com. You can get their white three pack. You can get their black urban camo white. You can get a nice mixture, and the baddest ass men's compression spats black. In the business, they also have an unbelievable selection in the women's. It's important. Oh, they have cool spats. Yeah, I just went to the women's side too. Okay, it's important to have your hips and your securities covered around that girthy area. I'm speaking on myself. Obviously, I have mm. girthy hips. I have big Blanche from the Golden Girls style hips. Go to NorthSouthJiu-Jitsu.com. Order the A4s. They're going to fit anything. Order the A3 if you're a normally sized human being. Order the A2s if you're fit. And A1s if you're ready for the rooster weight situation. Please go to NorthSouthJiu-Jitsu.com. There's just no one better when it comes to uh, protecting all of the goodies. Kevin, the time we've talked, and mind you, this is all breaking news. Uh-oh. Uh, in the time we've talked, the internet has produced a meme of LeBron James's head over Tupac's to live and die in LA. <laughs> so LA's excited. LA's LA's ready. LA's like, God, we needed this. Shut up. Of course we were happy with the team. God, we needed this. Can I can I tell you there's been no greater, I guess, six weeks if you listen to this show of me being like, oh, are we done with the NBA? To you know, do you guys want to talk a little bit more about the NBA? Hey, what about next season? Isn't there just there's juice? It's looking great. You haven't even traded for Kawhi yet, so let mm. the world <laughs> breathe. Everybody's everybody's a uh, everybody's getting better. Cool. Raf, we're going to mm. talk UFC two twenty six. Yeah, let's but do I it. would like to say one thing first. What's that? Johnny Hendricks retire, retires from the UFC. Very good fighter. Amazing fighter. GSP level contention. Great middle American wrestler story that was in contrast to the French Canadian. Uh, did you talk about me? I My was talking. I thought if I said it, it would seven. I was like, surely he'll call. He'll be like, uh, hold on. 
someone's mimicking me that should You can be. Uh, never talk about GSP without GSP hearing. You get super hearing. What do you say to Johnny Hendricks retiring? The big oh, one. I remember the first time I retire. It was a good time. <laughs> I, it was uh, after, I think, uh, actually, I fought Johnny Hendricks. And uh, when I fought Jimi Hendrix, I remember one thing, which was uh, not he. Jimmy, not Jimi Hendrix. Johnny no, Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> which I thought he looks very good for playing Woodstock and coming to fight me. But you guys have weird American tradition. Anyway, I fight him and then I go, ow, oh, my head. Ow, oh, it hurt. It hurt so much that I retire for four years. Then I fight Michael Bisping and I'm back. But no, I'm not. <laughs> anyway, long story uh, short. <laughs> long story short, this, uh, GSP has uh, very nice words for him which is uh, congratulations on your retirement. I look forward to seeing you in Bellator. Ladies and gentlemen, Zing, George's St. Pierre, champion. And at the podcast, I think all of us are just excited for the local restaurant community in wherever the hell Oklahoma, I think he lives, or Texas. Doesn't matter. Barbecue places, be on alert. Have the Johnny Hendricks ready. He's headed to you unabashedly. There is no one that I expect to see doing weird commentary weighing 340 pounds more than Johnny. If he doesn't, I'm going to be disappointed, Rob. Johnny Hendricks is also going to really blend in well to that dad demographic mm-hmm. who, you know, when he puts on his glasses and what he normally wears, he definitely looks like he's taking his kids to a soccer game. So I'm ready you know, to that's coach. Just what he does. I'm just, uh, I'm polite and I'm excited to coach. <laughs> you put out something that was really nice and I want to continue on this trajectory, which was, you know, Josh Koscheck retired ah, and there was something some Joshy Koch. really interesting about the way that people responded about that, which was, okay, so, you know, Hendrix retires and people go fat, which I mean, he did miss weight a few times and yeah. I think it was like five. So I get it. However, on the other side, when Josh Koscheck retires, people go, old news, whatever. And it's kind of it makes me laugh that whenever we see people not have any form of civility, I just go, I mean, do we have to do that? We understand he hasn't been relevant. But, uh, I mean, it kind of goes without saying. Just for two seconds, just say, cool, thanks, or I don't care. And then maybe on the next day go, he was never relevant. But I love the fact that our fans were like, I've, I've been waiting nine years to say this to you, Josh Koscheck. So, uh, different era. Kev, can I also say this real quick? Hit me. Yo, I'm going to be covering the uh, fights out here in Burbank, the Marriott Center. So here's what I'm saying to you guys. CXF, heavy hitters, Friday, July 6th, Burbank, Marriott. For tickets, go to MMATIXX.com. That again, MMA ticks.com i will be there i'll be interviewing some of the guys who are fighting uh i may go to the weigh-ins we'll see i mean you know i can't promise you guys everything it's going to be the day after the fourth of july i don't know how hungover i'm going to be honestly and i feel for these fighters who as we've aforementioned have weight cuts the week of fucking fourth of july so props to them and uh but i for sure will see you friday uh over at cxf Raph, let's go do a little interviewing and me destroying someone LeBron style. Over. Mm-hmm.
All right, Kev, UFC 226, it's the July card. We know whenever there is a July card, they try their damnedest to tell us it's the card of the year until December. They do usually make a push to make this like a huge, um, obviously it's patriotism and not capitalism, but they try and make this a Mm -hmm. huge push over the July 4th week. That's big for them. And this is Dana White telling his fans and friends and employers, hey, fuck you guys. You're not going to fucking get a fucking barbecue. You come in, you do this fucking shit. Yeah, and toughest for the fighters. No Wednesday mm-hmm. barbecue for the fighters out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, 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 unless it's your DC this time. Hey, oh. So here's the thing, Kev. Big card requires big guest. And when I say big guest, I'm talking real rivalry. I'm talking you got to bring somebody on this show to take on you on Over Under Kevin who might not like you. I mean, there's a possibility that he might harbor some bad feelings, and I'm not saying for you as a person, but maybe you the podcaster, Kevin, because maybe in some other realm we're considered their rivals. And I think there's no better episodes than when you bring on two separates. I'm talking Flintstones and Jetsons, cats and dogs. This is what I'm talking about right now, Kev. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, A little bit. Okay, I'll get to the real point. Multiple metaphors confuse me. You know that. Uh, I, which is why I only used two. I was going to go in the third one because comedy rule of three says three, but yikes. Let's bring on a rival podcaster, one who is a legitimate human being, an excellent coach, an excellent jiu-jitsu practitioner, and the host, or one of the hosts, of the MMA Finishers podcast and the host of his own gym, one might say, which, Kevin, guess what it's named? Uh, 10th planet South Bronx. No, South, no, South no, Bronx. South, no, no, it's not South, South Bronx. It's also MMA finishers. Cause they decided to keep the branding. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, tall. please welcome our good friend, Zach Miscellany. Zach, how are you doing, sir? Yo, what's up guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Excellent. So here's the thing. When I call you or I send you a message and I say, Hey, come on our show. When you know that we're the other guys, who do a podcast, what goes through your head? Um, I just think that you guys may be hurting for ratings or something. So you want to bring on a real podcast guy, maybe, or Jackpot. that's the first thing that goes through my head. Interesting. Cool. So you've already checked the box on being an East coast. know it all. I love the fact that we have somebody who's done less than 150 episodes <laughs> telling us how to do the job, Kevin, but what are your first impressions of Kevin? I, Oh, you, is that to him still? Damn oh, is this to you? To you. <laughs> oh, well, my first impression, Zach works way too hard to be good at this game. To be good at talking shit, he sounds exhausted. He has to actually fight and teach. No, no, no. Uh, way, too, uh, I, way too much work. I could talk some shit in my day, though. And I do it mostly behind closed doors, so I don't piss a lot of people off. But if, I, if brought out in the right occasion, I can, I can slang with the best of them. Were you raised? Were you raised in Pennsylvania? Is that where you were you raised? Yeah, Pennsylvania. Yeah, East Coast for life. I've been out here for East Coast high school is like a master's degree in shit talking. Like if you went to high school on the East Coast and just survived. You gotta be ready to take some shit. Like, you know, like their bullying is huge nowadays, but I felt like that's just that's just growing up. I mean, you're gonna (laughs) get the crap kicked out of you a couple of times and then eventually hopefully you come out on the other side. Um, but, uh, I, I will say the first couple of times I came to the West coast, I was like, wow, people are way nicer out here than they are back home. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's usually kind of the crux of what we're known for. We're just too laid back to care is usually what it comes down to. It's like you might be talking shit to us, but it's like, yeah, but I got a beach here and it's a nice one. So do what you want. That's true. You do got us on that. It snows like balls out here and that sucks. <laughs> and I think that makes people more pissed off. I think that really pisses people off. You know, I 100 percent like, see so that. Fucking cold. I can't take this. And everyone calls each other pussies, and you know, everyone's a pussy, <laughs> that type of thing. Um, but uh, that hypes—that's part of what hypes me up, though. Everyone asks us why we always talk shit, and I think that hypes us up to do our job. Like I have arguments in my head with guys who they don't think about me ever, but I'm acting like as if they're pissed off at me or they did something to my family, and I want to, you know. Hypes me up. Hypes me up to get going. Hypes me up to fight. Well, that's a good way of introducing this. You fought MMA. How did that transition happen? Um, from just man getting. I think uh, I started doing karate when I was a kid, and East Coast was real big on karate. We didn't get jujitsu till later, so everybody just wanted to go in and and kick and punch the shit out of each other. And then, uh, you know, once Henzo opened up out here, then people started slowly starting to get into jujitsu. But uh. Yeah, MMA. I don't know. I wasn't. I, when I was younger, I was way more. Uh, I was like a teenager, mean teenager, and all pissed off. And I think that's what led me into getting into the fighting sports. But uh, you know, nowadays I'm getting older, so I just you, you know I don't have to. I don't have to you know jump in the cage anymore and be a maniac. I'm too old now. I'm 35, bro. I'm an old oh, wow. man. I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> I like that in MMA years, it's just like, and that's me being 79, you assholes. Uh, <laughs> Zach, I've always been interested in this because, you know, you guys have done such great things over there in terms of, you know, your jiu-jitsu solid. Uh, I'm a fan there. Uh, you have a gym that is amazing. You guys produce some spectacular human beings. And this is what I love about you guys. You guys are so proficient in saying like, you may not know all of us, but look at the people you do know and just know the people who are training with them are also monsters. And, uh, I think that's, that's easily, easily understood when you've got monsters like Thor and grace. Uh, we love seeing them compete as well. But at what point do you say to yourself, you know, we just need to do a podcast. Um, you know what? I think, uh, I think for us, the reason why we started the podcast, man, is because, uh, I mean, obviously I was already a fan of Joe Rogan. You know, I listened to, you know, I listened to a bunch of different, uh, podcasts, but like, uh, when I, I feel like I, I felt like probably there's an East coast thing coming out of me again, but I felt like we weren't getting some of the, some of our just do and some of the love that a lot of the West coast guys get that are in my, uh, you know, in my organization and in my field. So I figured, you know what, if we start a podcast, no one's going to listen to me. I'll just start talking. Like, I, I don't have a, I don't have a voice out there. You know what I mean? Like, how do I get my, besides social media? So I figured, you know what, I'll just start talking shit on a podcast and, you know, talking about what we're doing and people listen to it good. And if anyone wants to hear me talk some shit or break news on whatever we're doing next and tune into the podcast. So that's kind of why we started it. Um, you know, we just wanted to be able to get our, our voice heard and, and talk about people like, you know, I talk about myself a lot and I know, and I am decent, you know what I mean? But I, I really feel like I, I don't get to talk about our students as much. Like I want to, I want to really boast them up. You know what I mean? I want to put them out there. So, um, that's one of the ways we figure we do it. If they're not going to, you know, put us no, that makes sense. You guys run your own PR agency, so you just say, like, all right, yeah, if you're yeah. not talking about us, then fuck it, we'll do it ourselves. Because yeah, here's exactly. the nice part. Didn't the mob, 
didn't the mob own the news? Didn't they like have the news? Because back in the day, I'm pretty sure the mob was making sideways deals with the news and, and with the papers. And, you know, that's how they were able to like, you know, make themselves look good and, and keep certain things out of there. So I'm pretty sure the mob was involved with the news. Yeah, ba- yeah. Let's just go with back in the day and not currently. Let's just sleep yeah, with that piece. I'm watching some videos of some Zach Maslany guy. Uh, you know, ref fucking hmm. foot, foot locker. He's a foot hmm. locker. I'm just going to say it out loud. <laughs> he also will attack the feet. Now, here's the other thing that you may not know, I guess, uh, a ton about Zach. Because here's the thing I do like about you and JM. When I hear you guys talk on your podcast, it is you guys. And I know JM uh, fairly well. We've done an interview before, and he's always been super nice to us. Uh, so when you hear you guys, it is 100% legitimately like you guys are in the room with you. Nice. That's what that's what we're going for, for sure. Yeah. Now, uh, I guess the other part that I would say, just as some you know feedback from you know podcasters, um, one thing that I would say about jam and i don't know if you know this too but we all have our things that we like to say a lot one of the things i always hear jm say is you understand me no no listen listen you guys aren't even there do, do you understand what i'm saying do you understand what i'm talking about and i'm like i do dog just do me a solid stop saying that he, you know what i i did uh you know i don't know if i if i got him or if maybe I got him saying something stupid like that. Or, um, but then lately people have been busting his chops. He was on D-Max podcast and he was saying something like he, he might've kept saying, know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying? And yes. um, I didn't really notice it, but he noticed it. And then other guys made a big deal out of it. So um, I'm going to have to go back and check into that. I 100% you know when I was interviewing him, <laughs> good job. When I was interviewing him, I heard him say it. And I kept like looking at him and I kept doing that little thing that you try to signal to the interviewee as if like, all right, that is a choice. Maybe perhaps not do that again. Okay. Yeah, and I have like no control this, over this. Yeah. I've done uh, when I first started doing MMA commentary for like a local MMA show, I probably said, um, or, uh, like 50,000 times. I still say that, but I, I did it like, 20, 20, 30 times, like, in a row, and the guy was looking at me, the other guy was looking at me, like, mm, stop saying that, stop doing that, they, you know, they, I guess they call it verbal frying, right, like, he's looking for, uh, an armbar, <laughs> and he was like, dude, you've got to stop saying that. They're uh, known as, uh, filler words, if you would, and... Yeah. It happens. My thing is always you're a human being. So as long as you're communicating stuff and you're trying to throw in things in there, you're going to have your filler words come in and out. But Kev, he brings up an interesting point. He, Zach, our pal here, he is known for doing MMA commentary. He's doing the after interviews that I've been seeing in some photos. And I have one issue here that he made one of the biggest mistakes one can make when stepping onto a mat that is in the what we like to call... Uh, the Josh Palmer Hall of Fame, Uh-oh. which is he stepped on with brown shoes onto the mat. But what kind of socks were you wearing, dog? 
They were just, uh, were they just black ones? They might have been black guest ones. And they were two different black guest ones. Also. Yeah, yeah, dog. It's it's a rough life. I mean, so do you guys step on the mats with your shoes over there? You, you tell me how you do things over there. I don't know. No, but so here's the thing. I asked the Pennsylvania, and you guys maybe can, you know, you can look this up. The Pennsylvania State Boxing Commission is in control of the MMA out here. And I'm not going to lie, they suck ass. I hate them. And they're garbage. And it's mostly just one guy. And I'm not going to name his name, but I'm not sure everyone can figure out who it is. Sure. Um, but he is ridiculous. It, it's, it's, it's not even funny. He's, he has so many crazy rules. You're not allowed to wear a hat in the corner. You can't wear a hat in the corner. So, like, at one time I was wearing a hat, he literally slapped it off while I was coaching one of my guys. Whoa. They have all types of rules. I heard that the UFC doesn't even want to come back to Pennsylvania um, because of, of that guy. So, like, and uh, they've done, he's done crazy things with weight cutting and all this different stuff. And uh, that time, I was like, I, I want to go, when I first started doing it, like, not, none of them were on, uh, none of them were filmed. And I went to go get up, and I was like, well, I'll just take my shoes off real quick before I jump into the, um, into the cage. And he's like, no time for that. Just go, just go, just go. And he just shoved me in. And, you know, you're standing in there with your shoes on, on the mat where people's faces are and stuff, it's gross. Like, I mean, even the camera guys, when they come in, you know, they're coming in with their shoes on and all that stuff, so. Um, but, yeah, and my socks were completely wrong. A couple guys gave me shit on the internet for my socks, so. Um, I am working on that. I'm seeing a counselor as I speak. Excellent. I just wanted to make sure. Because, Kev, I, I mean, it's only happened a couple times, but when it does, it's, it's not unforgivable. But now that I have the intel about the shoes, I'm just mad at, first of all, you don't slap a hat off another human being. Like yeah, I just well, it's, it's yeah, it's bad. it's bad. You gotta look, you gotta look up the Pennsylvania Commission. It's it's clown shoes out here. So you proper attire of contestants, which can be found in section twenty nine point seven, shoes subsection C. Contestants may not wear shoes or padding on their feet during competition. I cannot find what it says about uh, angry tenth planet commentators, but I'll keep them. <laughs> Under <laughs> subsection, it's in there somewhere. It's in the fine print. <laughs> uh, subsection B, ref, <laughs> Zach, shirt or gi. Male contestants may not wear a shirt or gi during competition. Female contestants shall wear a body shirt and blouse during competition. Oh. Meaning, if I am to read this at the letter of the law, if we got female fights in PA, they would be letter of the law bound to wear blouses. So yeah, dude, he is—he's on fire as a man. Like I said, he's crazy. I'm just waiting. Everyone's just out here waiting for him to retire and give it to someone else, so that way they, we can get on with our lives. Also, free mm-hmm. the gi, Pennsylvania. Go <laughs> yourselves. If I want to fight MMA in a gi, I'm an idiot. But it's my choice. You don't need to be <laughs> regulating what I choose to yeah, traditionalize. They, I don't understand. Eddie Bravo is big on that too. Why? Why do they restrict what people are wearing? I mean, you know. Why does everyone have to fight in their underwear? I don't understand that. And why can't you wear spats? I don't see why you can't wear spats if you're a male. Like, why can't you wear cool clothes for tights? You know? Yeah. Um, maybe people are, you know, they don't want to hold to have their legs and all slippery and touching another man's legs. You could, you know, throw some spats on. Free the tights. I don't know. They don't allow it, though. This is ridiculous. Yeah, this well, is also, fun. I got crap. You know, heavy when you're talking about, me, we'll when you're talking the about spats, code. though. When you're talking about the spats, though, that's also an opportunity to get some free advertisements in there. So you're just like, dog, you're taking my ability to make some more money here, too. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I'm I'm usually for the fighters, but these guys they have like a pretty. They just have pretty crazy rules, and you know, there's no reason for. It. I think they could just loosen up a little bit, be a little more West Coast. You know, what I mean, I'm be so East Coast out here. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about a few things because I want to get back on the happier side of things, which is Kev. You should know this about him too. And I'm not saying question his intelligence, but he has brought on Eric Medina and Joey House on one of their next shows that they have. Uh, the, uh, I believe it is what? The sub-only uh, finishers, MMA, M. McDonald's, Subway, uh, Monopoly Money brings you this tournament. There's like nine different people who bring this tournament together. But yes. tell us a little yeah, bit about like this the, tournament you guys got coming up. The tournament, so it's it's uh it's just called the finishers uh finishers uh, uh whatever the number is. So we just did the finishers sub only. We called the first one, and then up to number six right six right now. This is our sixth one, and um we started adding. We we had like we used to do two sixteen man brackets for cash prize, EBI rules, no gi, and um you know we get like because West Coast gets all the big tournaments like EBI and stuff. So here on the East Coast, we just decided to run our own one. At the time, there were no other ones, but um, there might have been some going down on the West Coast. I know Grappler's Quest back in the day used to have some pretty solid uh, submission-only tournaments for money, but we just basically copied exactly EBI and just ran with it out here. And um, which, what has been pretty cool is uh, most of the guys who win the tournament or, or get close to winning it uh, usually make it into EBI. Um, it's not like a legit qualifier, like it's a 100% qualifier. But usually if you win a 16-man tournament on the East Coast, same idea as EBI. You know, if Eddie's going to pick people to throw in there, I mean, you know, might as well pick someone who won a tournament. Exactly That's pretty like badass. That. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of really what we badass. do. And it's not like I've never asked him, like, hey, can this be a qualifier or anything like that. I just kind of let it let it happen. And then when the guys win, you know, we go from there. So the first one we ever had, the 170 division, was run by Gordon Ryan. And, um... You know, he's, he, I don't even think that dude can make 170 ever again. And then uh, the dude at 55 is Mike Davila, Mike Davila. And um, he ended up going to, uh, you know, he, they both were obviously made the NBI. Everybody knows Gordon. Um, Davila got in, and then a bunch of guys ended up from the tournament just constantly getting in every time someone wins. You know what I mean? P.J. Barch won one. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. There were a bunch of, there's just a ton of dudes. And now what we're doing is running super fights, too. So if you don't want to do the division, you know, I'll put on some high-level super fights, too, and try to get those guys either cash or, you know, something. You know, something for their effort. So it's like a it's like a tournament for competitors by competitors. You know, we all compete, so... Um, and it's cool because everyone just comes together out here. It's like a big... It's like a big party. 100%. Every time I see the footage from it, um, you guys pack it in. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I do have one thing. So does Jay do the commentary on that with you guys? Jay read the blue. PJ Wakeus down here at the finisher sub own tournament. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Um, Jay and I are in a little bit of beef ourselves, and I'll explain oh, yeah. what that is. So here's what's happening. I take photos at EBI. Okay, now I made it very clear. If EBI is ever looking for somebody else to be a broadcaster, not naming names, I should be in line. I've made my case. I've been at all the EBIs except for two. Jay does this very smart thing of putting his face, not just a, hey, maybe consider me, but his face and an actual thing that says J Regal Burrito for EBI commentary. Now, I'm, I did see that. I'm editing this photo, and I'm thinking to myself, 
why am I fixing this photo for someone else yeah. to get the job? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and as soon as I'm fixing up the photo in post, I literally took two seconds and I go, you know what? I know how to fix this. And I just put my face over his. And I said, ha <laughs> take that, you dork. So uh, Jay and I are in uh, a little bit of friendly beef because he does a great job for you guys over there. Uh, I mean, not me great, but like him great. So uh, I like seeing that he does that with you guys. So tell me, what is the division? What is all the stuff that we need to know about uh, this one upcoming? And when is it? Yeah, so August 11th is going to be the, our first ever. It's called, we're calling it the Finishers Open. So it's, it's for everybody, white belts, uh, blue belts, purple belts, and up. Like uh, just an EBI rules tournament, um, all weight classes, 135 men's all the way up to like 200-something women's too. Uh, the website for that is finishersjujitsu.com. has all the info up there. And then August 12th, we're having a, uh, the following day, Say, and uh, it's going to be in Lynnhurst, New Jersey, at Subforce BJJ. And uh, on the 12th is going to be the 16-man EBI Rules Tournament, along with um, uh, Joey and Eric and a, a whole bunch of the guys competing in the uh, in random super fights. So Eric's got a really tough match. He's facing a black belt from Henzo's, which is dope. And then Joey has another tough match. He's facing another brown belt from uh, one of the Henzo schools. So um, I'm excited to see those guys. I'm absolutely looking forward to them getting wrecked. So that's what I'm hoping for. I don't want them to win, though. Because you know what happens when they win? They come back and they're all like, we won a tournament. It's like boring. Everybody wins tournaments. And then it- and then they talk shit, and then their heads get big. And they- yeah, and it just, it really, you know, they try to make fun of the fact that my head's big, but the actuality of that is my head's just very giant. So it's not like I have a giant ego. Head. It's just a large head. So, you know, them's the jokes that they try with me. But let's do this. We're going to transition into uh this game of betting for ufc in just a second but i want you to make the real appeal my man tell people why they should be tuning into this because i love the fact that you're recognizing lower belts i think that's really nice of you guys because nobody gives them love and i was i was curious when you guys were doing that i was like dope that looks really cool that you have that plus the like big showcase the next day so if i'm somebody listening to this and i'm asking myself why should i tune into this other than maybe having a barbecue on August 11th and 12th. Like, sell me as to why I should watch this. Well, I think uh, the main thing is is that all the guys who end up, first of all, it's, it's East Coast, so a lot of guys don't get to see the East Coast uh, make moves out here, but when they do tune in, a lot of the guys you're going to see are dudes who are eventually going to be the next, you know, Craig Jones, the next Gordon Ryan, the next, you know, the next crop of guys coming up. You get to see... Donahue's crew guys, you get to see the East Coast 10 Planet guys, plus you get to see some of your favorite guys from the West Coast too. So, um, and I feel like this is the underground of tournaments. This is like the um, the eight mile, if you will, of submission only tournaments. So if you want to be on, on in the underground, this is going to be the tournament for you. You need to run with that. I think that's the best marketing you guys have. If you guys want to see the eight mile of jiu-jitsu tournaments, yes, make, that a, exactly. make that a fucking promotional poster. Kev, do you have anything that you'd like to say before you have to get mean to Zach? Please make them rap before their matches. Please make them. Please make. All right. Your topic is childhood trauma. 
boom, boom, boom. That's we thought about that. I can't freestyle though, so <laughs> damn it. Next time we'll talk. Well, you're fantastic, Zach. And despite the uh, shit I'm about to talk to you, I always respect people that are making extra tournaments and making fun. In the EBI, it's just a fun format. It is. There's no denying it. Whatever your standards are, it's just really fun. So it's a. It's pretty cool that you're. You give, I look forward to touring the East Coast and having to inevitably stop and train with you. Um, you kind of, nice. from what I've seen, you fight like a bigger guy, despite not being a bigger guy, which is always fun. Yeah, I try to, I try to, I'm big and otherwise. Nope. All right. That's as good a time as any to transfer to the next part of our show over under Kevin. And now it's time for another thrilling installment of over under Kevin. Kevin. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the next segment of the show that we like to call Over Under Kevin. It's a very simple premise. The way we work is we go through a UFC pay-per-view card. We give each participant 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win for each fight. If I so deem it, I give them 15 seconds of rebuttal time. More than anything, more than any correct pick, more than any astute analysis, we treasure here on Over Under Kevin shit-talking. Of course, we still end up going by like whoever gets the most amount correct on that thing. That's a whole other issue. Gentlemen, do you both understand <laughs> the issues and the rules? Kevin, do you? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, Zach, do you understand? Yes, sir. Great. Zach, is there anything you would like to say before we get into the heavy portion of the show to your opponent, Kevin? Uh, let's play the dozens. Oh, shit. Okay. He's taking this real to the East Coast fucking streets, Kevin. Are you ready to go to the streets, Kev? I'll tell you what I'm ready to do, Raph. Mm. That's defend low-level grapplers. <gasps> Mr. Snotty McAttitude, oh, no. I fight MMA and run a gym, was like, I want to provide a whatever place for people with high-level grappling. It was like, hey, sir, I want to live in a world where we can all grapple together. High-level, low-level, mid-level overweight level i don't need his subjugation already raf and i'm prepared to defend our honor i think i understood about 85 percent of what you just said kevin so let's go straight into the game all right our first bout kevin you're gonna lead off on this one is a lightweight bout between dan hooker and gilbert burns easy you know i'm picking hooker it's always hooker there's an eight Look, I, I'm excited for Dorino. Good times for him. But there's always like a 10% child in me that just wants Hooker to get yelled out loud at a UFC event. I cannot help that. All right. Uh, Zach, what do you have for us? I'm going to have to pick that guy, El Dorino Burns. How can you go against a Brazilian dude? You get, you get your fan. This guy's going to take him down, submit him. Easy. No problem. Wow. Burns. I, I want to make sure that our audience understands that we didn't just put an East coast setting on a robot and have them talk <laughs> shit because that was exactly picture perfect. The way you would program artificial intelligence to talk shit. All right, Kev, what do you got in response to that? Yeah, I can already see where this is going. This is one of those guys that's going to bob and weave and you're not going to see him because of height. And he's used to being this elusive with the truth. This is a 2018 mm. ref. Mm. All right. I have this question for, 
uh, one Zach. Zach, I was very intrigued here. You did a Brazilian accent, but your competitor in this is Kevin, who is very white. Do you feel that you lost him on that? Uh, possibly, but I don't give a shit. All right, not using your full 15 oh, wow. seconds. I'm lo- oh, I am okay. can confirm Excellent. on behalf of white people I was lost. Okay. I just, <laughs> I like that he said "bah" as if it was like he needed to have an exclamation mark. He was like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on, bah." Okay, and I'm out. All right, we go to our next fight. I'm it's actually a thankful, ref, that you told me I had already started to call the police, but I am glad I now know <laughs> to call that out. Thank you, Kevin. I don't know if many people know this about Kevin. Kevin calls uh, the police All the time. on when Brazilians are having a picnic. Someone yells, so he's going to be soon a meme. Just him on a cell phone looking really angry with sunglasses. It's great. We How did you it. know they were Brazilian? You just hear Not, It doesn't matter. They looked close enough. That's my motto. <laughs> say something. Say something. That's the, that's the graph. Next this guy sounds like a narc. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too far off. And just as a legitimate thing, I want to make sure people understand this about me. Oh, hold on a second. Are you a cop? Because if you're a cop, you have to stop. <laughs> I, I am not a cop. It's a law, dude. Wing. I like, I like that. I like that Zach has incorporated entrapment rules into over under Kevin. But I want to make sure that people understand this rule, which is that uh, what I was saying before is I really, really have started saying the word appreciate to everybody now yeah it was really really hard not to do at worlds whenever like somebody came up to me and asked me to do something i go oh my brother my preach and i go what the fuck am i yeah. doing i have to stop I almost said doing Boha Carayo to Marilo santana and then i thought you would knock, <laughs> knock my face off but luckily i didn't i caught myself i caught that myself was, or was imagine good. saying that to john jocks or something to be fair, Jean-Jacques knows my brand of idiocy, so I feel... You're Hispanic. You get away it's with okay. it. It's <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to our next bout. It is a welterweight bout between Paul Felder and Mike Katie Perry. Zach, you start us off on this one 15 <laughs> seconds ago. Ooh, I'm going to have to take the... I think it's the Irish Dragon, Paul Felder. He's from this area of Philly out here, and karate guy, so I feel like he's going to spin kick the shit out of him. And he's going to kill the other guy in the face with punches and kicks. Ooh, Kevin, do you foresee a storm of punches and kicks in this fight? God, I fucking hope so. few things give me joy, like watching Mike Perry get punched and kicked in the face. It's one of those things that just feels good. feels like summer and sangria. I'm going to choose Platinum Mike Perry because I think he's going to be pissed off. He's opening up the show on UFC Fight Pass. Are we supposed to be making fun of Mike Perry at this point, though? I feel yes. like there's a lot in the ether we're supposed to make fun of him for. Do you yep. agree with that, Zach? Yeah, I think Mike Perry's just, just like a local deuce, that guy that went to my high school, and that's why I can't. I just feel like he's some D-bag guy from the Jersey Shore <laughs> that I just can't get into. And no matter what, I can't like him. <laughs> Spitting hot fu- Ditto, Rap. I cede my time in agreement. I, I yeah. agree. I concede the point. I want to make sure our listeners understand one thing. When I said I'm going to bring on somebody who's hot fire, who's going to talk shit, never, ever say I disappoint you and who I book on this show. We're going to our next <laughs> bout. It is a heavyweight bout between Francis Nenjigono and Derek Lewis. Kevin, you start us off 15 seconds ago. Okay. First of all, I cannot believe this is not the fight. This is not the main fight. It should be. It should be this round. No way this goes to a second round due to cardio reasons. And I, I am going with Francis Nagano, though. Oh, man. So, the loser might die. 
Okay. On All right. Zach, what do you got for us on this one? Dude, I'm taking the Black Beast all day. And Gano's got zero cardio, and the Black Beast has got a gut, but he's got a little bit of cardio, and he's going to come in there and just <laughs> he's going to beach ball him with his stomach and knock his head right off. There's no way. And Gano, he doesn't have a chance. Most, okay, I want to. Most I wanna put exciting a, fight. Most exciting fight. I want to put a pin oh, on yeah, this because. You got to thank Uncle Dana for putting this one together. I mean, that's, I mean, come on, that's a, that, that's a, that's a, like you, this is a dream fight. This is like Tank Abbott versus Tank Abbott. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to Kevin on this one. It was said and agreed upon that no cardio exists in this fight. Zero, yeah. Except Zach said that he feels that Derek has just like a little cardio. I agree. Does I'm that feel yeah. like something that you understand and agree with, or? Is there some form of cardio that we're not considering? Say, for example, they put Ronda Rousey in front of Derek Lewis. No, I think okay. uh, <laughs> I, I think the cardio has been well considered. Derek <laughs> Lewis is a like okay, Francis Ngannou did genuinely couldn't fight by round two of his last one, and fair. Derek Lewis is huge and I think retired once. So the fact yeah, that he's, I, I'm pretty sure he retired the fact that he's back doesn't boast about his like I I was just tired of running half marathons like, okay. I don't think that's what happened alright I'm gonna uh, go ahead and go on over it sounded like Zach had something you want to interject here what do you got for us sir uh, I feel like has either of those guys ever gone for a takedown no no, no <laughs> that might be the ace in the hole Ooh. you know what I mean interesting someone goes for a takedown out of nowhere who knows? Okay, okay. I like where you're going on this because I like the idea of asking. You know when you ask a kid to be a little too athletic a little too early and you go, oh, my God, that's too much to expect of them. I feel like that's what you mean when you say, oh, one of you should go for a takedown. They both look at each other like, um, no. It's uh. <laughs> not really what I'm known for, but okay. Uh, if you put a little extra show bonus money on that, that'd be great. Zach, you go on this next fight. It's a strawweight bout between Jamie Moyle. And Emily Whitmire, go. Um, I have no idea who those people are, so I'm going to take Emily Whitmire for the win and just say that she probably sounds white and um, she's very white, and maybe she's a kickboxer from like Dutch or you know Dutch kickboxing or something. That could be way off on this, but I'm going to go with her. Excellent. Uh, we have Zach going down white lines. What do you say, Kevin? Well, he couldn't be more right. She is extremely white. So is her opponent-ish. Jamie Moya, mm. Um, mm. I mean, the UFC picture doesn't always necessarily pretty late. I'm going to go with Jamie Moya just out of two more fights, not because I know any more than he does. I might know less. Okay. I'm <laughs> excited for both of these fighters to find out about themselves when they enter the cage. So that's how much we know about them. Let's I went with the Sacramento fight. fighter, so I feel good about myself. Listen, I love, I love when. Well, let's say this, Kev. Do they both have shadows, or are they actual folks? No, no, no. Actual people. Actual okay. people. That's a step up because when they're shadow people, then you know we don't really know who they are. But yeah. if they have photos, a plus to you guys, and we're excited to get yeah. to see you. Isn't that fucked up? You make it to UFC and they don't have your photo. I'd be pissed. I would be too. It's like, how hard is it to ask me for a fucking selfie? Like, just put it wherever. Yeah. And I want to make it very clear to people. I'm not very good at jujitsu, but I'm very good at all the rest of the stuff. So I'm pretty sure I'm that person who follows up and goes, oh, here's all of my uh, photos and my uh, bio. Um, all the things that fighters normally don't do, I do. 
They're like, mm. yeah, but how do you fight? Oh, not well. I'm sold. <laughs> Raph is in this card. I think you would do well. Hey, it's in gonna, L.A. He's going to get his, uh, you know, you know what, for, for us out here, like, there are some guys, like, they never get their medicals done, and they never get their, but I've always been smart enough to handle my medicals, get my P-test, and do all that shit that I needed to get done. And, and J.M. would say that all the time, oh, Zach, you don't think he's good at emails. <laughs> he said that <laughs> Well... The joke we have about one AJ, and I want to be very clear about this. Um, By the way, AJ Agazarm sent me a happy birthday message, and when he did so, he sent a video, and he was wearing a beret, and he put it on my Facebook, and he goes, "Oh, hello, Rafa Sparza, happy birthday," and I thought (laughs) this is the type of thing you normally see from somebody who reveals that they've kidnapped your dog and your wife. And I just had a moment where I go, is this a good happy birthday message or is he threatening to kill me? I'm not really sure. <laughs> but I'll continue by saying the joke we always say about AJ Agazarm is, man, he must write a fuck of a good follow-up email. <laughs> I totally get that. So I think, uh, I think we're on the same page there. Let's continue on, gentlemen. There's a welterweight match between Curtis Millinder and Max Griffin. Kevin, you start us off on this 15 15- Okay, um, fine. Uh, you know what? I'm going with Curtis, Curtis Millinder, though I hate that nickname with such a passion. Uh, but Curtis, Curtis Millinder. Okay, all right, Zach, what do you got for us? <laughs> uh, I'm going to take Max Griffin because he sounds athletic, and um, man, that's all I got. I don't know some of these freaking guys, man. I don't know what the deal is. What's these are prelims. Thinking? These are all prelim cards that you don't you don't. These have are prelims. Yeah. yeah, and and to be very clear, gentlemen, some of them uh, early prelims, as they're called in the card, which is uh, below yeah. pre pre prelims, pre prelims. Um, you know, the interesting thing about this is when you see all of these names, and I could give you time to talk shit about each other, but let's go in on Curtis for a second. <laughs> Kev, what is his nickname again? Curtius. Ugh. Curtis mm-hmm. Millinder. Zach, what was your nickname? Did you have one when you were fighting? Um, one time a guy called me Zach the Maniac Maslany, but that's not that's not my nickname. I tried to go with the no nickname, like a Nick Diaz. You know what I mean? Like you don't need a, you know what I mean? He doesn't need a nickname. Although my favorite nickname probably of all was Jesse Water Bongfelt. I think yeah. that was probably my favorite one. <laughs> sure. That is a pretty good one. Uh, this week, and uh, this is topical news, getting all up in your business, uh, somebody actually referred to me as the mayor. And uh, I was like, what? And they're like, Raph, you're like the mayor. And I go, why? And they go, you're the mayor of jiu-jitsu because every time I see you, you're shaking hands and kissing babies. And I was like, yeah, that's about right. So, hey, uh, that's cool, man. Yeah, so I put it up to a popular vote. Because here's the thing. I didn't give it to myself. I know that's what you cannot do about nicknames and i put it up to a vote and there was 54 percent of respondents who said no 46 percent who said yes and then i told them hey guys guess what little history lesson your vote like the popular vote means dick i'm going with it (laughs) fuck y'all so uh actually you you know what someone someone has called me the reverend before because i have became i have become an uh, ordained minister and i married a couple of my friends so maybe I'm the reverend. Are you also yep. a polygamist? Because we could just call you. <laughs> um, 
married? No. Uh, <laughs> or you just performed the ceremony? I think I'm getting it. I just perform. I just performed the ceremony. Okay. Right. No, you know, yeah, I sorry, sorry, Raph. I heard the bell wrong. We're good. No, now. Kev. And here's the thing I like about you know the Reverend. If you really stay with that one. The reason being is because uh, you can go with the language of reading people their first and last rites. So you yes. can send them off to God. I mean, there's a lot of really good opportunities there, my man. I was yeah. going to call him Zach from- the Garden Gnome. <laughs> I just, uh, I'll I keep might, thinking I, of him. I, I might look more like a Garden Gnome, but, uh, you know, if I have a dude, I want to do like a, and now a letter from Zach to the Corinthians. Dear Corinthians. <laughs> What the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go runneth and avoid my armeth bar. <laughs> yeah, hey, we do have, period. check this one out. We do have a guy I call that trains out of school from time to time. We call him the leg-locking priest. And he actually is a Catholic priest, and he trains with Donaher and those guys every now and then. And he trains at uh, another school, and then he stops in our place every now and then. And he actually is a Catholic priest. He's uh, the leg-locking priest. That's what I call him. Does he have to go to confession every time he heal hooks somebody? Should he does? You know what he said to me one time, like, and he's really good at heel hooks. He said to me one time, he said, "Hey, you know what would really make your heel hooks a little bit better?" And I said, "What's that, Jared?" And he said, uh, "If you convert to Catholicism." And I was like, "Oh." He's like, "I'm not joking, but I am." <laughs> I was like, <"Okay." laughs> That's awesome. I love that. All right. Well, let's go with God on this next one, gentlemen, because <laughs> here's the best part of this. This is. Actually, the match I think I'm the most excited about. It's a featherweight bout between Max Holloway and Brian Ortega. I'm giving 30 seconds on here because I'm definitely interested to hear what y'all have in mind for this one. Zach, you go first. 30 seconds, go. Boom. I'm taking Brian Ortega. That's my boy. I'm taking Jiu-Jitsu for the win, and I'm going to go with the Gracies. And I'm taking it back to Luis Gracie. I want Brian Ortega to come out in a fucking gi, put him in a guillotine, put him in a triangle choke. And just submit his way to victory. Mm. Mm. Kev, what do you got for us, 30? That's what I'm going with. I want to dig deep in the soul of the righteous winner. I want to feel myself <laughs> in a more elevated place. But sadly, there are times I see eye to eye with the devil, Raph. And this is one of those times. Brian Ortega. Can I get a witness from the congregation? Brian Ortega, can I get an amen? <laughs> Amen, brother. I've never heard two whiter people take us to church more than I heard in those (laughs) few seconds. But I'm glad the timer recognized that's enough of that. I want to tell you guys why I'm excited about this. Brian Ortega is a homie out this way. But Max Holloway is such a fucking beast in himself that I have no qualms over who wins this fucking fight, my friends. I am so excited to see Max Holloway get his fucking Hawaiian like, nah, bro, it's fine. I'm just smiling and I punch people. And Brian Ortega with this fucking quiet, nice guy assassinness that he's got. Because every time they interview him, he's like, yeah, I've got a bad past, but I'm okay now. I just kill people in the octagon. I'm like, yeah, I like you too. Yeah, you guys go check out. A plus is for everybody here. So I'm excited for this one. All right, let's go to our next fight. It's a weight bout. And... It's between two individuals who might be two of our favorite names on the show. Not fighters, just names, for those of you paying close attention. It is a Bantamweight fight, and Kevin, you're going to start us off on this one, between Rafael Ascow and Rob Font. You Go. know where I ride. As I, long I... as I switch from Times New Robin to Calibri, because I will never be trapped in the chains of microsoft word default history not me 
I'll even Bolivia bold it if I have the time. Rob Font. All right, Zach, what do you got for us on this one? Um, was the guy's last name Asco? I'm sorry, I missed that one. <laughs> it's Rafael Asunacal. Asun Sao. Nah, it's Asco. I mean, Asun if you really look at the English translation, it's Asco. Asco. Well, I'm going to have to take Asco on this one because I think he's going to delete Rob Font <gasps> and put him into a submission. Hold on, I really want to take this for a split second, Kevin. Super. Nobody's ever come back at you with a fucking No one's ever had another counter font pun. <laughs> it's, it's no, nobody came so back good. with a font pun. <laughs> he just logged <laughs> off, Raph. He's, he's logged <laughs> off. He's not interested. <laughs> the range of this show, just to let you guys know, we went from priest jokes and Catholicism to puns on fonts. Can't get any comedy like this anywhere else. Lightweight bout. Zach, you start us off. It's between uh, Landau, Calrissian, and Venata and Drake Close. So that's what you got. Uh, I'm going to have to take the Star Wars guy. And um, I feel like he's going to take the towers of Babylon or whatever they're at and you know, shoot a bunch <laughs> of Star Trek things and Worf and you know, Klingons and shit like that. All right. I think you have alienated every type of nerd except those who love Lord of the Rings. Kevin, what do you got for us? Does that on mean you took Lando Venata? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, to be contrarian, and I think I'm pretty okay with this based off of the analysis I've heard, I'm going with uh, Drakar Balfoy Close, and he can have that nickname, and he should take it, but he looks crazy. I dig it. All right. He has Gents a Michigan go. tattoo. Not a guy you Oof. want to fuck with. Not Oof. a guy. A Michigan tattoo. No, yeah. thank you. That's scary. That's scary. They're drinking the waters out there in Flint, Michigan. I should have known that. You I, want my pick, I want my pick back. <laughs> uh, let's go to lightweight here. It's, uh, it's a nice one. I like this one. I'm interested to hear what you guys have on this one. Kevin, you start us off. It's 15 seconds on the clock to tell us who's going to win, Michael Cheeseman or Anthony Pettisco. Well, I've had a conversation with Michael Chisay's sports psychologist he's been seeing since the near-death experience with sure. a moving box hauler, I believe is the scientific term. And I, Anthony Pettis, I, you know what? I like the showtime for a rendezvous. Too much tattooing for the Chisay. I'm going showtime, keeping it old school. Love it. Zach, what do you got for us? Well, I know Anthony Pettis has been working real hard over there with CM Punk and his whole crew, so oh, I'm gonna have God. to take. Uh, I'm definitely gonna have to take Michael Garcia to take him down, <laughs> take his back, choke him out. Um, for sure, unless you know, I don't know, unless CM Punk could come through for him. Oh, I don't think okay, Kev, he, take the bait. <sighs> I take thought we bait. were done on CM Punk. I just, I thought we we did it. Nope. People from. Pil- Pennsylvania is still pissed off. Oh, we're still pissed off about that. Believe me, that's gonna that's not gonna set in for a couple more years yet until I really you know get that off my chest. It's what happens when you have easy <laughs> access to good sandwiches here in Denver. Yeah. I don't have a good sandwich, so I have to be worried about other things like sandwiches. You can yeah. take that for granted that's and just true. stroll right past it. So you're still pissed. I get it. So this is the part of the show when I like to remind people there is usually a wager that happens here. Kevin, what are the kinds of wagers that we have done on this show uh, to those who have participated in Over Under, Kevin? Uh, social media shout-outs, uh, Yoel versus Twitter. I have to admit I was wrong to Yoel Romero on air, which sucks. Um, taking fun pictures and making those as the profile photo. And in podcaster's case... 
uh, I'll trade you five star review for five star review. So loser has to write a five star review about the winner's podcast. So those have Damn. been the types of things that we've done in the past. Now, keep in mind, Zach, we always defer to the guest and we allow them to come up with the first suggestion as to what the bet should be. And mind you, we all do jujitsu, so none of us make any money. So it's not money. Right. Without saying, if you have one and what it is, do you have one potentially in mind? And remember, don't say what it is if you do. But do you have one in mind? Um, sure. I got one right now. Okay, great. So here's what's going to happen. we got three more fights. At the very end of that, we'll ask you what it is. So if you haven't figured it out and you were just lying to me, you've got some time to cheat on the homework and get back to us. <laughs> nice. So we've got a <laughs> light heavyweight bout. <laughs> we've got a light heavyweight bout between... Uh, Goken Saki, which I believe is a place I ate at, and it's delicious, uh, versus Khalil Robert Roundtree Jr. And uh, Zach, you start us off on this one. I'm taking uh, I'm taking the sushi place for the win on that one. I heard that yeah. they have really good uh, egg rolls, and um, the sweet potato uh, the sweet potato roll is the best. I would go with that <laughs> one for sure. Actually, that guy's a kickboxer and he's a beast, so I'm going to take him. Okay, I like that. Kevin, what do you have for us? I don't know. Saki versus Roundtree Jr. Like, I have got to go with Roundtree. Just, first of all, people from the Netherlands cannot fight. I know that for a fact. I have what? seen those Dutch weakness in person. Can't fight. They like to fight. They like to talk about it. They love brunch. Can't fight. Khalil Roundtree Jr. Okay, okay. I heard some dissent over on Zach. I'm going to give you 15 seconds to say your piece. Dude, if it ain't Dutch, it ain't much. They're the ones who came up with kickboxing. So this dude, I believe, you know, he's got some, he fought K1 and all types of stuff. So this guy's an animal. He's got the hips Kevin? for it. That's for sure. Your response, Kevin? Guy's chunky. In this picture, the rebel, <laughs> it's like not as tightly kept as you'd want from your mixed martial artist. Yeah. Okay. He looks okay. like Fedor kind of. That's what it reminds me. So he has a couple of uh, Budweiser's on the weekends. What's the big deal? Okay, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> it's just not. Hold on, we're stealing that as a T-shirt. Just a couple of Budweiser of the week. What's the big deal? <laughs> I mean, they're just not the sponsor of the UFC anymore. So that we're all about the Modelo now. Just making sure people know that you would know that if you saw any of the fucking commercials with Steve Amiocic walking around, being like, "Oh, is this a Modelo?" Nom 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 nom. So anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. Middleweight bout between Uriah Hall and Paulo Costa. Kevin, you start us off. 15, go. First of all, I've never been more excited to see someone back in the cage I kind of thought had accidentally retired. Oops. Uriah Hall, baby. I got UFC tough allegiance here. He's going to back kick him into... Uh, oh, God, we interviewed him, and I forgot his name. Uh, it doesn't matter. R Uriah Hall. Or, who? Uh, Adam Sella. Adam Sella, yeah. We interviewed all yeah, those yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who he basically kicked in the face. Look out! Which uh, you're wow. about to get uh, Uriah hauled, Paulo Costa. There's a <laughs> lot of abs man? in this fight. I will say that most abs in any fight. I think this one. Mm. Mm. What do you got for us on this one, Zach? Can I take the same guy? Is that legal? Or Absolutely. No? I already took the same guy as you <laughs> yeah. in a moment of pure That's weakness. True. I have to. I have to take him because um, JM used to train with him back in the day, and I feel like this one. If I am the Reverend, I'm not to be reading Paulo Costa's face his last rites because he might kick it in the stands. Hold up. Let's discuss this. JM has trained with him before. 
Yeah, he used to. Uh, so back in the day, JM trained with Tiger Showman, and so did I years ago. And uh, you know, he used to spar up there a bunch with the guys like Jimmy Rivera and um, all the all the Tiger Showman guys, like uh, Shane Burgos, all the guys that are in UFC right now. He's to spar with them a lot. I, I was already gone by that time, but uh, he did. I don't know if he went like live rounds with Uriah Hall because he's huge, but I'm sure they. You know what I mean? I'm sure they mixed it up. Uriah's pretty. Right, Uriah's the man. I love that dude. It's awesome. It's good stuff to know. All right, gentlemen. <clears throat> We've now made it to the very final match of the night. It is a heavyweight bout that was primarily promoted through this season of The Ultimate Fighter, which nobody saw. So therefore, you might be excited about it. Gentlemen, it is a heavyweight bout between Stipe, MyOC, and DC, Daniel Cormier. Zach, you start off on this. I've got 30 seconds on the clock for you to speak on. Go. I'm going to have to go with Theopic on this one. I feel like he's just from, he, you know, again, he's like a dude who's from another country. He's like one of those real hardened white guys. He's not like a regular white guy, although he lives in Cleveland. He's definitely not just a regular white dude, so I'm going to have to take him. He's going to be tough. You can punch him in the face. He don't feel it. He's coming forward. That guy's going to knock the shit out of D.C. I'm sorry, but that wrestling ain't going to take him over on this one. Interesting. Kevin. I agree, he's fighting up. And that's weird, but champ on champ, except Stipe's not getting to 205, and Daniel Cormier just barely did when he grabbed a towel for dear life. It's going to be an ass beating. Yeah. Going to be Stipe style. Plus, as he aforementioned, but cannot be overstated enough and was a highlight, Cleveland sucks. There is nothing to do but have to fight. Stipe Miocic for the Cleveland sucks corner. I want to be very clear on this. So you guys aren't giving any credit to DC, who's fighting at his natural weight, which is all of it. Natural weight. (laughs) This human being, I mean, think about it. This is one of the few times he doesn't have to cut weight, which I'm sure he looks to the heavens above. Does that make him lazier or does that actually hinder him at all, Kevin? What what do you feel on that? Oh, you know it. Skinny people are angrier, especially if you're used to being, come on. You, if like you're trying to lose 15 pounds lower than you, you would ever be naturally, you're pissed off. You're just pissed off. So when you go in and you face another person at 205, that it's just like fucking donuts and you punch them harder. You know this. <laughs> you know this. So I think this is real. They 100% yeah, or- both look like people who say donuts before they punch. But go on, Zach. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, or does DC feel really comfortable because maybe, you know, that je- all that jelly donuts he's eating is like kind of coating the jelly will give him like a layer of skin that is kind of like toughens for him. So the punches don't really land as hard and he feels more comfortable because he's at his normal weight and he can eat, you know, Krispy Kremes or whatever you guys are eating out there. And he can really get in there and feel feel good and not feel all drawn out. So it's something that I've, I've heavily considered where you know, you figure kind of like those comic book villains that you kind of feed them like a doomsday and he goes, mm, I'm eating donuts and growing stronger. And I wonder if that's what is in the case for him. I want to bring up one thing. And Zach, I'm going to ask you this. Uh, the big rumor on the streets is, and you're from the streets, so you know these things, but uh, yes. Brock Lesnar is being touted as somebody who's going to confront the winner of this match. How interested are you to see Brock Lesnar versus Stipe or DC? Uh, 
I'm not really interested. I mean, I'll watch it, obviously, just like I watched Ken Shamrock fight Hoist Gracie and Kimbo fight Tank and all this other shit. I'll watch it, and I'm sure I'm interested in it to see it as another fight, but I feel like UFC's lost the who's the best anymore. They're not really interested in who's the best. They just want to bring in, uh, you know, big-name dudes from other places and, you know, putting, like, that CM Punk thing, putting him on the main card. I just know so many guys here on the East Coast that deserve shots at UFC. And not that Lesnar doesn't because he was champion. He did beat some good guys. But, man, I hate to see guys get the fast track like that. Maybe it's me because I've always had to work hard for shit and I've never got, like, you know, that fast track up. But that's just how I feel. I mean, but I'll watch Brock take an ass kicking again if they really want us to. I mean, I ain't going to pay for it, though. I'll, like, illegally stream it or something. Got it. No, I heard you. East Coast, it all came through. So here's the interesting <laughs> thing about all this. I'm so intrigued as to why the UFC thinks every single time that the stop-loss way of their pay-per-view sliding is sliding Brock Lesnar, who has been a pay-per-view draw for them. But I don't know that that magic makes sense anymore and that they're going to spend a lot of money to bring him back in. Plus, he has to come in for USADA testing if he's looking to get on that December card, which is what I think they're trying to make the person of this win. Because if DC wins against your guys' wishes, um, he's going against Father Time as his biggest opponent. And he says that he has a few opponents left, one of which is Brock Lesnar he'd love to have a fight with. So this is a a very interesting set of scenarios that we have amongst ourselves here, gentlemen. All right, Kev, do me a favor. As a tiebreaker, we always have to say what we think the fight of the night and the two performances of the night are going to be. Just in case you guys, for whatever reason, on the ones that you agreed on, because I think there's about three of them, uh, just saying, what do you see being the fight of the night and the two performances of the night? Go. This is easy. Performance of the night one goes to Ortega. Performance of the night two goes to Francis Naganu, my main French man. And fight of the night, don't overthink it here, people. Um, Venata <laughs> versus close. Kidding. Miocic Cormier. I really like the idea that you told people not to overthink it and then demonstrated it beautifully. And then almost overthought it. Yep. All right, Zach, what do you got for us? Fight of the night, two performances of the night. Yeah. I think if uh, I think fight of the night's gonna definitely be Ortega and um, uh, Holloway. I think that's definitely got to be fight of the night, and it could be it could end up being performance of the night if someone pulls out because Ortega's got he's he's got the knack for pulling out fights at the end, even when he's losing. So that could definitely be performance of the night. And to be honest, I'm not off. not giving DC a chance, but if if DC wins he'll get performance of the night for sure if he can pull it out of his ass and win that fight and and ride him with wrestling and stuff i think he would get performance of the night but fight of the night's got to go or take a holloway that's going to be a barn burner okay so i heard one definite pick which was ortega holloway he he also would technically then say ortega as performance of the night as well yeah, sure. Or he can if it's if that ends up being a tiebreaker, give me DC if he wins. I'll take the underdog. Okay, so just to be very clear, because we're not trying to trick you here, uh, it sounded like you were playing both sides uh, to quote one Sean Connery in the movie Entrapment, which was also brought up here earlier. People, when you're playing I you were both talking sides, about that movie Face Off, when they had to take Nicholas's Cage's face off and put it on John Travolta's. No more drugs for this guy. All right, well, all right. Both, all right. <laughs> hold on. Both faces ended up on each other. It wasn't just a one for one situation, you know. Where's the interest in that? <laughs> you remind me 
of a great Georgia peach. Thanks, Nick Cage. I love that. Well, I mean, my I, I can do The Rock as a one-man show as both Nick Cage and Sean Connery. Um, this is the gift that I have. Uh, but, of course, for performance of the night, we have a problem here. He put down Ortega, did he not? Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then you also put down DC as your other one? Like, that's you banking? <laughs> yeah, that's my A-1B, B- dude. <laughs> I'll go. Yes. I'll take DC. I don't care. Okay, just saying. I'm, I, hey, listen, it's your life, not mine. And now yeah. we come to the part of the show, we defer to the guest, and we say, Sir, what did you have in mind, if anything, for a possible bet for whoever wins this game? I think the loser has to do a 30-second to one-minute uh, social media promo clip for whatever of the winner's liking. So if it's a podcast, if it's a tournament, if it's a just you yourself you want to do you want me to, if i lose if you want me to do a 37 promo how raf is the man i would have to do that i won't and vice versa but i yeah, like the options i definitely like the idea of him uh doing the bet just like this though kev uh especially saying like you know it's whoever wants to give like a a, a promo for a 30 second tournament i don't know maybe one happening august 11th to 12th i guess august 11th if that's where you guys want to be i mean Finishes six, that's fine. It's a good thing too. I'd be there, so uh, that's a good way of promoting. Kevin, do you accept these terms? I accept these terms, mm. gentlemen. Science. We have a deal. We do have a deal. Now let's do this because I want the people to know where to find you, Zach. Where can the people find you, sir? You can find me on Instagram at Zach Z A C H Maslany M A S L A N Y, and that's pretty much it. You can get me on there. I have Facebook. If you want to listen to our podcast, finish this podcast. And I just started my own podcast where I just talk about 10, 15 minutes on absolutely whatever I feel like it. And that's called Zach's Corner. And that's on iTunes, too. Now, I have to ask this. Is there trouble in paradise? Are you guys still friends? Because, you know. For, do you wanna... Oh, you mean the podcast? You mean? I'm just wondering. I mean, I know you guys are okay on the gym side, but like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the thing is, uh, Ross, the guy who does our all the technical work and plugs things in and unplugs things for us, he is working in D.C. a lot, so I don't get to see him as much. And before, me and J.M. used to live together, so it was a lot easier for us to do the podcast, you know, on a, on a weekly basis. But now it's a little bit more difficult, so I'm sitting at home sometimes by myself, and I'll just throw my little... Um, microphone on and do my own little podcast so but yeah me and jam are great man we just were we we're just teaching a seminar earlier this morning so team us yeah he's sleeping on the couch <laughs> and we're both drinking a lot more wine what of it finishersjujitsu.com <laughs> if you want to go yes. put your ass where your money is and earn twenty five thousand. no twenty five hundred i'm from Kevin. kansas i'm sorry i struggle with numbers Listen, I would have loved for them to have 25,000 to 155 give. 155-pound but... weight, lightweight division, 60 man, August 12th, 10 a.m. at Subforce Jiu-Jitsu, Lanhurst, New Jersey. Yes, you guys sir. just yep. this is cool Featuring stuff. your guys, Joey Haas, Eric Messina. And, oh, one thing I want to mention, too, is even in our open tournament, all the referees will, would have been or have been in EBI already. So we'll have JM, who's combat jiu-jitsu, we'll have Mike uh padilla who's in ebi will have uh, we're gonna have a bunch of different guys on so 
Um, John Battle, he was an EBI, so we'll have all the EBI vets are on the East Coast. They're going to be refing the the tournament. So we got not guys who know what the fuck's going on. Finishers, <laughs> jujitsu dot com. That's awesome. In that ass. <laughs> I don't know why we have to say that all the time, but it, you don't. It, no one you don't have to. No one has to. We have to. I mean, you do you, but here's the great thing. We want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, Zach, would you love to come back next week after the fights and talk with us and find out who won? Hell yeah, man. I would love to do this anytime, man. I'd love to get you guys on our podcast, too, if possible, if Ross ever gets his shit together and figures out how his schedule. Uh, no, I'm busting his balls. He's busy. But I, I really appreciate what you guys are doing, man. I love listening to your show. I, I love all the guys you have on. Um, yeah, I appreciate you guys, what you guys are doing for the sport, man. Helping me out, man. I really appreciate it. Of course, dude. And you know, Kevin and I are, are gluttons for going on just about any show. I mean, literally any show, it's not a problem for us, but, uh, you and JM always do great work and we love when, uh, y'all do your thing. So let's do this. Why don't we bookmark this next, this time next week, you'll come back on the show or something and then we'll discuss uh, how the fights went and we'll find out who went over under Kevin. I love it. Science. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Zach Vesley. Thank you guys. Raf, <clears throat> I apologize to do this, but uh, mm-hmm. in accordance with the Lone Star Grappler, I need to put you on mute. Okay. I owe someone very important to this podcast an apology. Okay, and I I feel like this was a weird loss that you had a few weeks ago. This was a bullshit loss, but the okay. judge is an asshole in the whole situation. I don't mean to lash out, but it's not on my side. Okay, fine. Thank you, Raph. Look, ladies and gentlemen, I'm the first to do a mea culpa when the time has come, and the time has come. I lost a bet, which means I need to say hello to my soldier of God fortune. I need to embrace that within me that says no to the light. I need to understand that Jesus loves everyone. And there's no one better to help me do that than current not champion keeps losing to Kevin Whitaker, Yoel Romero. Yoel, thank you for coming on today. This is gold for Yoel Romero. Uh Okay, hot fired. No one understands what you're saying early, so I just want to get this out. I think you're a real stand-up dude. Athletically, I'm impressed by your prowess. Can I ask a lot of steroids, a little steroids, or uh, we don't? We just pray about it. Amount of steroids. I'm not sure what your question is asking, but if you were asking about my giant muscle, day from God, is God soldier, not steroid soldier. Well, it's. Yes, and night here uh, with Yoel Romero. This hurts, by the way, to the one-star grappler out of town. I was told that you were going to apologize. I am going to apologize. That's what I'm getting to. Don't rush me, first of all. I'm just I'm trying to build up the muster. Look, Take it easy. I'm supposed <laughs> to be on here for five minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, drag this out if I, you can with I'm, your words. I'm doing fine. Here's my problem. No, excuse me. You're right. I'm supposed to guide this. You're the man. You know, all you did was, in its simplistic version, confusingly cheer for something you're passionate about. And who am I to shit on that? You know what I mean? Like, I think you're a pioneer in that way. A- okay, so again, I'm not sure what you were talking about. 
but I loved you. It's, yeah? Yeah. This is a okay. love situation. You and I, there's more that unites us definitely than divides us because you seem like someone that also maybe likes food. Yeah, definitely. So, like, sometimes I have food before I get on scale and then I go, oh, no. Okay, well, that's not exactly what I'm talking about. So I'm worried maybe I'm not bridging the language divide. It's, uh, crisply. How much more time does you have to spend on this thing? Genuinely, two minutes and 30 seconds. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a good time to pray, I guess, as much as any. I want to pray for you. I want you to pray for this show. Yoel, I pray that endurance comes with age like a fine wine you discover a more athletic component to your game than is previously noticed and i hope lord that you are listening and that you give yoel the strength of a thousand lesbians you know what i'm saying i know i think we can come together there and give him the clarity to make one effing post-fight speech we all understand amen praise her holy godness all right yoel your your turn you can pray for this show okay so i i read you a funny that i did cool. this week cool okay so like jean claude van damme just in your in your awesomeness like it's like you two should be friends i, I want to tell you that you should have won so that i wouldn't have to spend my time on here uh, fair okay so we both shut up. Wink. <laughs> <clears throat> I will not dignify that with the response. So here's the funny that I did. Me, Yoel Romero. This will take <clears throat> us home. Yes, it's very hard to talk. So shut up. <laughs> so. Yoel Romero changed his Twitter to People's Champ. Okay? Mm. Why Yoel do that? No one knows. I mean, think about it. Okay. Because I beat Bobby. Oh. And he said that I no use uh, I uh, steroid. What, what, what you try to say about me? No one. So I take USADA or USADA letter and I redirect the dear Yoel to dear Rob. So it says, dear Rob, the USADA say blah, 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 no steroid. All natural me. Verbal Tap fans, the one, the only, Yoel Romero. Am I done now? Yeah, you're done. You're okay, like, bye, you. everybody. I love you. Bye. Da, 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 da. Raph, what a podcast we had here this <laughs> evening. I'm going to invite you back. Uh, I really enjoyed your friend, Zach Maslany. Fine yeah. human being. He was okay. 
little little Philadelphia for my taste. Just sure. A little. Not like too much, but you know what's weird? I heard things were always sunnier there. I did too, but I've been there. They aren't. They're grayer. Not the curse. Shout outs, Raph. I am just going to give a massive one to the beer vendors just <laughs> outside of the Cherry Blossom Festival in Denver, Colorado. What a time to live here in the uh, beautiful heartland. I have been doing just some good eating, searching. I And I've been joking that in response to Raph's bullshit wrestling lessons, I'm in the market for a yoga instructor. So my shout outs include anyone that can hook me up with some sort of Shaw person to make me Gumby flexible while my asshole friends study wrestling. That'll, uh, and massive props out to the Jubera crew doing some more promotions, making some more blues, purples, browns, killers. Congrats out there to the Jubera side quests and Raph massive shout out to friend of the podcast, Travis T money Conley, who's teaming up with Longboards to start offering some healthy meals, healthy meal, awesome. service. local healthy meal service. That's what people want. I am all done. Okay. Well, that's great. And you know, Kev, it's really hard to hear you go through things. Like I couldn't be nicer about saying, Kevin, how are you doing? Are you enjoying your life? Are you good? Or is everything okay? A oh, yoga well, shaw just- person. I'm just training some wrestling. I'm trying to keep the weight off. I'm just trying to lose some weight. I'm just trying to better myself. Boo. Then it becomes Kevin being like, yeah, well, I'm going to find somebody who teaches me yoga to crush you. And I'm like, well, okay. Uh, to not get crushed by you is the specific point I was making. Hammer and anvil style. I want to be like, oh, is that water I just tried to tackle? Wow. Well, listen. We're so far away from me talking shit to you that I don't understand how you can't take the nice version of me, which is like, Kev, it's going to be so great to train with you. You're great. I'm rooting for you. I'm on your side. And Kevin would be like, no, no. Gross. Mm. All right. Anyway. All right. Here are my shout outs. Drug you they right start. down to my level. You're trying to, except I am above that, Kevin. I... I'm waiting for the time when everything's healthy and then I can talk all the copious shit that I've been storing up. So all you're doing is just making the doomsday version of me grow so that when I am unleashed and you are okay again, I break your leg again. And I don't want to do that, but you're making me do that. Speaking of which, shout out to John Combs, who won his uh, fight to win match i sent him a congratulations and his response back to me was hey man can't wait to show you my great attack from mount what why why john combs i can't even say nice things to you john combs so i guess it's a recurring theme anyway people want to kill me people is i guess what i'm trying to say here so kudos to him let's also give kudos to uh jj and um nadine from uh victory who uh, took both championships from the Tough Enough over in Vegas. Big shout-out there. Um, I think uh, Alima also won on Bellator, so shout-out to her with a third-round armbar. Really good weekend for our friends. A lot of our friends were winning MMA fights. If I didn't shout you out, I'm very sorry. But everybody did great. Very excited about that. All right, let's go on a little bit further. CXF, I'll be there. Again, I want to remind you guys, CXF, heavy hitters. 
MMA ticks. Buy your tickets. Come say hello. Support local MMA. And uh, come say hi to me. I'll, I'll be around. I mean, even if I'm taking photos, just I'll kind of like give you a thumbs up or something. Anyway, so there's that. Uh, shout out to the Los Angeles Jiu-Jitsu Club. L-A-J-J-Z. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 a.m. with Joey. And then Tuesday, Thursday, Yee with one Eric Medina. So you guys heard they've got some big super fights. Come train with us, you guys. Let's get them ready to go out, represent well out on the East Coast. And then uh, big shout out to Valley Martial Arts Center. Uh, some phenomenal training going on over there. And uh, I also was very happy to see all the people going to crush it and continue going on. And, you know, one last shout out to one Kevin Phillips because he never responded to this. And I feel like he should be brought to be accountable for it. I very nicely said, hey, Kev, look at this article about the ultimate fighter house going on for sale. (sighs) And he has not responded and said, if we should do it. So my shout out is actually kind of like an anti shout out. I'm still waiting on my accountant to get back to me from verbal tap side if we can swing it. It's we like, cannot. That's my However, dream. It's like, I'm just Vicky, saying. pack the mutts. We're going <laughs> to fucking Vegas. I love the fact that Marshall Carper, our good friend, said, why is Kevin the only one getting an invite? I mean, also, how gross must that place be? And at which point I said, <laughs> listen, we can timeshare the fuck out of this. And uh, one Vincent Kachakbido said, I'd like to be an investor in this purchase, Mr. Esparza. So, I mean, we've got a real thing here. And if you guys are really interested in buying the, uh, you know, the Ultimate Fighter house, then hit us up and bring at least another 100,000 investors. And in no time, we can put down a down payment to win that house. Yeah, let's all... It's all going to go fund me gone. Absolutely. And I think that's going to do it for me, Kev. That'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin, and I just responded. It's mm. always hard to tell who I responded as. No, you did. You did it the right way. Good night and good fight, everybody. Please note, the new number is...